There's nothing like a visit to the Christmas markets. Mulled wine, chestnuts and pigs in blankets. Although, perhaps at this one, you'll end up under a blanket too. Hi, and welcome to day three of the Dark Christmas Tales Advent Calendar. This tale is called Elf. Written by Angela Blyse and read by the author. Every year, Manchester held its Christmas markets. Sometimes it had a giant ferris wheel or an ice rink. But this year, for the first time, it had an ice maze. It was also the first time that this maze had been set up outside Germany, where it had been running for over 100 years. There were rumours that it had come to England this year because of an accident the last time it had been set up in Hamburg, but everyone ignored that part. It was just an exciting addition to the Christmas market, and it had been packed since the day it was open. Today was the last day for the Christmas markets and the maze. After this evening, Manchester would be turned over to the thronging crowds of last-minute Christmas shoppers. 40 quid! 40 quid! That's extortionate, Katie said. I thought you really wanted to go in, though, Joe offered. I do, and it's the last night. It's really Christmassy and everything. But that'll be £80 for the two of us. Just think what we could do with that, Katie said. It's a one-off, though, isn't it? Like you just said. This is the last night we could do it. Plus, remember that inside there is as much food and drink as you like. It's a meal out too. Everyone says it's brilliant. They would all go again, Joe explained. Katie looked up at the entrance. Elf Ice Maze. Yes, he was right. After all, Christmas was the time to treat yourself. Yeah, go on, she said. Joe's friends had already been in here. There was alcohol, hot chocolate, eggnog and fabulous food inside that you could help yourself to as you walked around the ice maze. His friend George had said that they had to do that as it took you so long to get around. With ice all around you, you needed something to keep warm. This was reflected in the price. George had got very drunk in the short time inside the maze. Luckily, kids weren't allowed inside, as alcohol was everywhere, in jewelled compartments set into the ice. He had never got to the centre of the maze and solved it, but at least he had managed to get out. Joe had seen him later. He was very rosy-cheeked and merry, full of the joys of the ice maze. He said it was worth twice the price. So Joe and Katie paid their money to the Lady Elf. She wore a green and red outfit with a green fur coat and hat. Her earrings were large glittering snowflakes. She stood before the holly arch over the entrance. It was festooned with red bows and lights. As Katie stepped through, she could smell the food immediately. Cinnamon, sugar, alcohol and other mouth-watering temptations. The Lady Elf gave them both a kind of fur fake animal skin to wear around their shoulders to keep them warm. No expense had been spared. She explained that there was a special prize if you made it to the centre 
but all the food and drink was free and they should help themselves to as much as they liked. She also explained that there was a little electronic device on the rug. If they couldn't find their way out, they could press it and staff stationed around the maze would take them out. But it was a sign of giving up, so once they pushed it, they were out. Now Joe and Katie were itching to go in. They were also determined not to press that button. Joe looked up at the maze. It was at least seven feet high, with walls constructed of ice blocks a foot thick. Inside, the corridors meant that you really could only walk in single file. The floor seemed to be made of ice too. Katie thought that it must be where the cold was coming from. Something must be keeping this thing frozen. It had been here for five weeks now, since mid-November. They stepped inside the walls, Joe going at the front. Left or right? Joe asked. Er, uh, left, Katie replied. They both turned left and began their icy way down the corridor. The temperature was different here. With ice either side of them, apart from above, they were really glad of the rugs around their shoulders. Joe took a right at the end, close to the corner, and saw that far away in the wall were jewelled goblets in a hollowed-out compartment. There was a blue light inside the bay which illuminated the area. In here, it seemed darker. The only lights came from the refreshment areas. They both looked at the goblets. The frost was all over the metal. Katie had the idea that if she hadn't been wearing gloves, her hands would have frozen onto them. The jewels set on it were blue and purple. The blue light above them made them even more magical. Go on, Katie said, see what it is. Joe picked one up and sniffed the contents. He squinted one eye. He knew this smell, but there was something extra added to it. Joe took a sip. It was freezing on his lips, but as it went down, he felt its warmth immediately. It's rum, but it's flavoured, I would say, mince pie or Christmas pudding, Joe said. Katie picked her goblet up and took a drink. He was right, and it was lovely. They carried on along the passageway, and just as they got to the corner, Katie turned back to see the lady elf from the front door replace the goblets. Before they had got much further, they found their first maze elf. A rather short man, dressed entirely in green, bowed low to them. He stood beside a wheelbarrow or cart with a red fur blanket over its contents. There were fairy lights around his hat. Hot chestnuts for the journey, cinnamon buns, he asked. Joe chose the buns and Katie the chestnuts. They turned left. It really was cold and soon came across another short man wearing an illuminated hat who offered them hot chocolate or hot mulled wine. Again, they took one of each. A little further, they came across their first dead end. 
there was no option but to pass the little man again. Any clues? Joe asked. Oh no, that would spoil the fun, the little man said. Then he flicked his eyes to the corridor behind him and winked. Joe smiled and tapped him on the shoulder as he walked past. Around the next corner, they found a beautiful ice sculpture of a deer family. As they were studying it, they could smell food. Savoury this time. Joe and Katie followed their noses through an archway. But just before they did, Joe saw at the end of the corridor where they had been, a small man wheeling one of those carts. His hat wasn't lit and he looked much smaller than the others. Perhaps they only illuminated their hats when they had fresh goods. Through the archway was an elf lady who had hot turkey, cheese or beef filled rolls. This time they both chose turkey and moved on. A left, two rights and another dead end. They retraced their steps. Even though they just hit a dead end, they could tell that they were getting further towards the centre. The maze was getting darker and much colder. They passed a pink lit area in the wall. That seemed to hold some kind of Turkish delight or rose-flavoured gin. Then they passed a golden compartment which held eggnog. Katie took both the goblets out of there for herself. Eggnog was irresistible. Then they were given their first clue. A faint blue arrow glowing from the floor, which they nearly missed. In the next corner was a little elf man with a lit hat. He had hot pigs in blankets and disposable hand warmers to give out. Katie finally felt that the £40 price tag was well worth it. She ate some pigs in blankets and considered going back for some more. But when she looked back, the man was gone and what looked like another pushing a wheelbarrow was walking past the corner. He was dressed in black, not very festive, and there were no lights anywhere upon him. Joe turned right, and then they heard muffled shouting and scuffling in the maze. They recognised one of the voices. It was the lady that had given them the hot turkey. Not very professional, Katie whispered to Joe. No, Joe said. If he was honest... He was getting a bit tired of this maze now. He was cold and didn't want anything else to eat. If he didn't find the centre in about five minutes, he was going to suggest to Katie that they press the button on the fur rug. As it was, they did find the centre, avoiding two lit areas in the walls containing refreshments, which Joe guessed were distractions. They walked in the opposite direction and found it. It was stunning. Illuminated carved ice sculptures everywhere. Ice Christmas trees and stars, all glowing with different colours. On the tree hung decorations, all clear glass. They said, I solved the elf maze. I think this is our prize, Joe said. Are we supposed to take one? Katie asked. 
I think so, he replied. Now we have to find our way back or else we forfeit the prize. Katie nodded at him. Behind them, they heard a piggish grunting, like something being eaten fast by an animal. What the? Joe asked. I didn't like that. What's going on? I thought someone would be here in the centre to hand all these out. I feel even colder. And it's so dark, Katie said. We'll get some hot chocolate or rum on the way out, Joe said, putting his arm around Katie. As they turned through the only exit from the central part of the maze, they saw another unlit elf pushing a wheelbarrow through the gloom. Come on, Joe said. Although a little inebriated, Joe thought that he could remember the way out using the food areas as markers. This proved more difficult, as it looked as though the maze was closing for the evening and some of the lit refreshment areas were gone. Unfortunately, all the little men and the hot turkey lady had disappeared too. This made the maze even darker. Joe didn't admit it, but he felt a little scared. He couldn't imagine how bad Katie felt. He would be certainly relieved when they got out of here. He didn't think the exclusive Christmas decoration was worth all this. They were about halfway out when they saw one of the unlit black elves at the end of the corridor. This one wasn't rushing off. The elf was preoccupied with items in his wheelbarrow and was bent over it. Er, uh, are you still open for business? Joe asked. The little man turned around. He was smaller than the others and seemed to be wearing a horrific mask. This one was much more suitable for Halloween than Christmas. Katie noticed that he didn't even have lights around his hat to switch on. The little man didn't answer, but just looked at them, his features shadowed by the darkness. He passed them both a goblet of fruity-smelling alcohol. There was also a hint of nutmeg and cinnamon. It was warm, definitely mulled wine, Joe thought. He instantly drank every drop. Katie began to drink hers too. There was another taste in this, something else, maybe almondy. It was very nice, whatever was in it. She was halfway through hers already. Do you have anything to eat? Joe said. We're freezing. Any hot food? Joe took hold of the blanket covering the wheelbarrow and flung it off. Underneath was something indistinguishable. The little man stepped back. Another elf came in behind him with another covered wheelbarrow, apparently ready to knock off for the night too. Katie switched her phone light on and shone it to look at the goodies in the wheelbarrow. It wasn't full of pigs in blankets, that's for sure. It was something shriveled. It was, in fact, two shriveled things. But Katie couldn't make them out. She heard a thump on the ground next to her. Out of the corner of her eye, Katie could see that another of the little men had arrived. 
She leant lower to see what was in the wheelbarrow. It was the woman from the front desk. Katie recognised her earrings. And the other shriveled thing looked like the man who had given them the chestnuts and cinnamon buns. They were smaller, dried out and shriveled. Their flesh was grey. Their faces were frozen in looks of horror. It reminded Katie of images of mummies found in the ice that she'd seen once. Joe, Katie said, gulping. Joe didn't answer. Katie felt her legs go weak suddenly. It wasn't even the sight of the shriveled bodies. It was the poison in the mulled wine. As she lay on the ground, her eyes closing slowly, she watched the elves descend on Joe and a thin tube extended from their mouths. The tube had a tag of sucker on the end of it and when it touched Joe, they pierced the skin. With lightning speed, they drained the life essence from him. Joe became a husk of grey and shriveled skin. Katie wanted to scream, to call for help, but she was struggling just to find the energy to keep her eyes open. Through her eyelashes, dusted with frost, she saw four more elves moving towards her. That was a dark Christmas tale, written and read by Angela Blythe. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about further stories in this series or my other work, please go to www.angelablythe.com.